All right, so as uh, Laura pointed out and as Pastor Mark pointed out, we are continuing in this series called 365 and One. And the series is designed to simply remind us that God has given us 365 days every year to search out and look for that one, that one person whom we know may be spiritually disconnected from God. And so throughout this series, our goal is to just encourage you to think about that one person who may be spiritually separated from Christ, to pray for that person, look for ways to build a relationship with that person, and ultimately to point that person to the difference that Jesus can make, not just in their life, but more importantly, in their eternity. So two weeks ago, we started this whole series, and we encouraged you to sense the, get, get a sense of urgency about all of this. And, and, and we talked about how God has called us not just to be Christians, but contagious Christians, right? And, and, and in that sense, um, to be contagious in the, in the way that people would be infected by our personality and our attitudes and our lifestyle, and they would want what we have, and, and, and they would want to, to have that same kind of relationship, that intimate, grace-filled relationship with Jesus Christ that we had. So two weeks ago, we started things off by handing out these bookmarks. And there are more of these bookmarks available in the lobby areas. You're heading out if you want one. But we challenge you to think of that one person and write their name down under the who's your one. Right there is a blank line. And, and then to uh, use the prayers, there are seven prayers, one for each day of the week, to pray through those prayers as a way to guide you. Now, last, uh, last week, Pastor Mark was here, and he did a great job of describing how, as contagious Christians, we are to be salt and light. Remember that? And how, like salt, we are to be salt in the sense that we are to enhance the flavor of this world through our words and our actions and get people to thirst for what we have in Jesus. And we are to be light in the sense that we are reflecting you know, Christ-like qualities to the people around us to, in everything that we do and, and just shine brightly and lead and guide people into the light of God's love for them in Jesus too. So that was the first two weeks. And today what I want to do is I want to get into the, the nitty gritty. I want to get down and explain with you. I want to help you understand how you can do all of those things that we talked about the last two weeks. And I want to share with you a formula. Now, if you are in one of our small groups, you saw this formula in the video. Uh, but just to kind of review it for you, let me put it on the screens, okay? Here it is. High potency plus close proximity plus clear communication leads to maximum impact, okay? That formula, if you want the greatest, the maximum impact for this person, okay? This person, this one whom you are praying for, you want to excel at those other three. You want to excel at high potency, close proximity, and clear communication. Does that make sense? Because that results in maximum impact. Now, so what we're going to do is we're going to dig deeper into these three parts of that formula over the next three weeks. And today, I want to start off by looking at what it means to be a high-potency Christian. Okay, and how living that kind of life not only is going to separate you or set you apart from the rest of the world, but it can impact and influence not just this one person that you've been praying for, but anyone. It can impact anyone for Jesus. Now, to help 
us in doing that. Jesus, as you just heard that passage that, that Pastor Mark read a moment ago, Jesus tells a story, a very familiar story, about a guy who demonstrates a high-potency life. Now, to set the stage for the story, Jesus talks to a religious leader. There's a little interchange between him and this, this expert in the Old Testament law. And Jesus asks him, a, well, the, the expert in the law asks Jesus a question. He replies, and the expert in the law says this. He gives this million-dollar answer. It is the, he, he replies by sharing the two greatest commandments in all of the entire world. And here they are. This is Luke 10, verse 27. The expert in the law says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Two greatest commandments ever. Okay, And if you were to sum up that first commandment, just put it in kind of language that we understand, it's just simply love God with everything you've got. Right? God loved you first. He sent Jesus and he suffered and he died to pay for all of your mistakes and failures so that they'd be washed away. That's huge because your sin separates you from God. And the just punishment for your sin is an eternity in hell. The good news, though, is that by the Spirit's power, when you trust that Jesus is your Savior from that sin, you are forgiven of that sin. You are adopted into God's family, and you don't get hell. Yay! You get instead this gift of eternal life in heaven. Okay, that's why, that's why it's called good news. But it's in light of that good news of God's love that you want to love back, love God back. And you want to love him with everything you've got. Right? Second commandment, if you could sum it up, is very simply love others as much as you love yourself. Now, obviously, it's easy to love yourself. In fact, if you're anything like me, you're an expert at loving yourself. <laughs> that's just how we are. But that's not what this commandment says, right? It says love others as much as you love yourself. And so Jesus, to kind of help set the record straight, to help us understand what it means to live a high-potency life, Jesus tells this story. And it's a story, again, we're very familiar with it. This guy's walking along, he gets robbed, he's beaten, he's left for dead on the side of the road. Two other guys come upon him, a priest and a Levite, and they pass by. And then this Samaritan man stops. And, he st and in the process, he reveals several key elements of a high-potency life. And that's what I want to work through with you today because you can apply those to your life as well. But before I go there, let me just point out to you that this Samaritan, he was on his way to Jericho when he stopped to help. Okay, he was on his way. And I, and I share that because I think a good definition of a neighbor is anyone who is on your way, right? It could be this person, Okay? But it could be anybody. It could be the person um, that you literally see in your neighborhood. That's your neighbor. Okay, that makes sense. But it also could be the person that you see in the lunchroom at your school or in the hallway. Or it could be the person that, from whom you buy your coffee and bagel every morning on your way to work. It could be somebody that you hang out with. It could be a person that uh, works in the same department as you. It doesn't matter. Okay? Uh, your neighbor, this person who is your one, whoever that is, it is anyone who is on your way. Right? You want to demonstrate a high potency life to anyone who is on your way on any given day. 
Now, with that in mind, let me just then share with you those key elements of a high-potency life demonstrated by the Samaritan, and let me do it so that you can take those elements and, and put them to work in, into your life. Because I guarantee if you do these, if you apply what we're going to talk about today in these next 15, 20 minutes, not only will it make you a more credible witness for Jesus, but it will very well open up that person's heart to who Jesus is and what he has done for them. All right? So let's jump in. First key element to a high-potency life is to ask God for a compassionate heart. This is a critical first step because it, showing compassion doesn't come easy. It's just not something that happens naturally, especially if the person isn't just on your way, but they're in your way, right? And that happens, doesn't it? In the story from Luke 10, Jesus says it this way. A Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. So even though this wounded, beaten traveler wasn't just on the way, but in his way, the Samaritan still cares about this guy, and he shows compassion for him. That's high potency. So ask God for a compassionate heart. Ask him for compassion when you've just had a really long, tiring day. You're about to head home. And then a coworker or a classmate comes up and they need to talk to you about some deep personal issue that they've been wrestling with. Oh. Ask God for compassion when you just sit down to watch the big game and then the, do the doorbell rings at your neighbor and he needs you to help them with some, some stuff that he can't move around in his garage on his own. Ask God for compassion when you've got your day all planned out nice and orderly and then a friend calls and they've got a loved one who just passed away and they could really use your company. Ask God for a compassionate heart. In Luke 6, verse 36, Jesus says, Be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. Right? So just as God, your loving Heavenly Father, is compassionate toward you, just as He forgives you your sin based on what Jesus accomplished on the cross, just as uh, God is merciful toward you and patient with you, yeah, and He puts up with you, yeah, and continues to restore you and guide you and bless you, be just as loving and compassionate toward others. And here's the thing, here's the thing. The more you experience God's love and compassion, you absorb that, the more outward focused you become and compassionate you become toward those around you. So if you want a high potency life and you're sitting here and I'm thinking you do, ask God to help you see people the way he sees them. Ask him for a compassionate heart. That's step number one. Second, though, when it comes to living a high-potency life, also be willing to show genuine interest. And people know this, right? They're, they're, not, they're not stupid. They, under, they know when you really do care, when you really are concerned about them, right? When you do show that you uh, uh, want to know what's going on in their life, that's powerful. That's high-potency. In the story that Jesus teaches in Luke 10, he describes um, the, the genuine interest of the Samaritan in four simple words. I don't know if you caught this, but it's four simple words. He went to him. And of course, those are just, that's the exact opposite of what the priest and Levite did, right? For both of those, Jesus describes what they do in these words. They pass by on the other side. They went away from him. 
When you are intentional in moving toward someone else, when you are intentional about showing genuine interest in someone else, they understand that. They know that. Okay? They get that. Right? And, and other people recognize that too. And that's what a high-potency life looks like. Because I tell you right now, it's easy to fake interest, isn't it? And we do this all the time. And we don't even think about it. We're walking down the hall and we see somebody we know and we say, how you doing? And you don't stop walking because you know they're going to say, I'm fine. How are you? And you're going to say, I'm great. Thanks for asking. But you don't even break stride because you're just being polite, right? That's not genuine interest. Genuine interest is when you see someone in the hallway and you say, hey, how's it going? And you are alert to their response. And if you catch them, pause or maybe even sigh. You stop and you look at them and they see now that you're interested in what's going on. So they say things really aren't all that good. Actually, they're, they're pretty awful and I'm having a really tough time of it. And out of genuine concern, you reply by saying, I'm so sorry, tell me more. And who knows? Maybe in that moment, you find out for the first time that their spouse has just walked out of their life. Or that for the last year and a half, they've been dealing with a difficult child at home. Or maybe that they, um, you know, a parent has just been diagnosed with terminal cancer. I don't know. But that's what happens when you show genuine interest. It is a high-potency high kind of lifestyle. In Romans 12, it says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. You see that? Love each other with genuine affection. And to help you succeed in this, because I really want to help you succeed in having a high-potency life as a Christ follower, let me offer two practical tips. And these are easy to do, and they work every single time. Number one, give your time. Be willing to give your time, to take the time to find out what might be going on in that person's life. Because nothing tells another human being that you matter to me more than giving them your time. Second, ask deeper questions. Right? So if they say they just got a new job instead of saying, wow, that's great, ask deeper questions. What's it like? What's the best part of the job? Or if they say, yeah, I've been sick for a while, ask, don't say, well, that stinks. Say, well, how are you feeling? Did you have to take off some work, take off from work? See, the more you, you know about that person, the more you'll be able to understand their need and, and who knows, maybe even be able to help meet that need. See, that is high-potency living. All right, a third key element to a high-potency life is also to be alert to a person's needs. And this sounds obvious. Of course, of course I will. But just quick show of hands and be honest. Be honest here. How many of you can honestly say you know the needs of your immediate next door neighbors? Just show your hands. Yeah, I can't raise my hand. Oh, I know their names. How about your coworkers? Coworkers? Classmates? Yeah. See, we know people, don't we? We know them, but we don't know them. <laughs> we don't know their needs. In Luke 10, Jesus talks about how the Samaritan was very aware of the needs of that wounded traveler. In verse 34, it says, He bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. So even though the Samaritan was traveling, he had places to go and people to see, right? 
And even though this was a major inconvenience for him to stop and help this wounded traveler, yet the needs of that wounded traveler outweighed the inconvenience. That is high, high potency living. And unfortunately, today it just seems that way too often we think about the cost of getting involved in somebody else's life versus the inconvenience, and it just seems that we decide that the inconvenience is too great, and so we do nothing. We do nothing. And yet in Philippians 2 verse 4, it says this, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Okay? Be alert to the needs of those people around you. And when you see a need, step up and be willing to help meet that need. Actually, I'll tell you what. If you are praying God, asking God for a compassionate heart and you are showing genuine interest in those people around you, you will move closer toward them. It's just kind of a natural byproduct. You will become more alert to the needs of those people around you. And here's the neat thing. When you live that kind of way, your life becomes authentic. You become authentic as a Christ follower because now you're living a high-potency life, right? And it's a life that's going to be a blessing in two ways. First, because you have moved closer to this person, you'll, have, you'll be able to tell when something is wrong, right? You'll be able to identify those moments when you do need to step in and help. But second, and just as important, they will feel more comfortable with you. And what's the big deal about that? The more comfortable they feel with you, the more they're going to trust you. And the more they trust you, the more opportunities you have to be salt and light to them. See how that works? Fourth key element to a high-potency life is also to be willing to respond with sacrifice. A high-potency life means that you are willing to do whatever it takes to help that person in their need, even if it's going to cost you something. Be willing to respond with sacrifice. In the story from Luke 10, I think many of us are familiar with the, the sacrifice that the Samaritan made, right? In verse 35, it says this way. The next day, the Samaritan took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So, obviously, it cost the Samaritan, right? The, the cost for him, the sacrifice was uh, not just his time, and, and I don't know if you caught this, but it was the next day, right? The next day, so he spent not only that first night with the wounded traveler, but then the second day, he then gives him some denarii, two denarii, two days worth of salary. So it's not just, you know, I got 20 bucks. It's, it's a sizable amount of cash. But that's high-potency living. That was a high-potency move on that Samaritan. In James 2, it says this, what good is it if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. As Christ followers, if we're going to live a high-potency life, our what we say needs to match up with what we do. And yes, sometimes that involves sacrifice. Now, the sacrifice that Jesus made was to leave the glorious throne of heaven, where he, by the way, was receiving nonstop praise, come to this earth and become one of his own creations in a sin-polluted world, 
And then to have all of those other creations around him, all of those people like you and me throughout of time, who have rejected him and ignored him and dishonored him and disobeyed him, to put him to death. But he was willing to do that. He was willing to sacrifice his life so that you, me, and all people everywhere can be forgiven and enjoy a saving relationship with God that is forever. That was his sacrifice. So for all of you sitting here, for all of you watching online right now, okay, the sacrifice made, of course, not going to be that, but it might be giving your time to someone whose heart is broken and they really just need a shoulder to lean on. Or it might be, you know, the sacrifice might be overcoming your fear and inviting your one to come to a worship service with you. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, the sacrifice of your sweat, helping a friend out with a home improvement project. Or as Pastor Mark mentioned a moment ago, maybe it's sacrificing your Saturday, this Saturday, on Servant Saturday. I really want to challenge you. I looked at those sheets. There are a lot of sheets that need people to sign up for, uh, sign up on. And, and all of us sitting here, I mean, I, I, I challenge you to join me next Saturday and yeah, sacrifice next Saturday. But there are so many people in this community where God has planted us as a church. Okay? He's planted us here for a reason. There are people in this community who are elderly and who need just some simple yard work done. Raking up some sticks, pulling out some weeds, maybe cleaning out a gutter or two. We can also use help with an animal shelter, with people going to nursing home, baking cookies that we then give to the people that we help. I mean, I challenge you after this service is over, to go out there, grab a donut if there's a line, and then come back. <laughs> but go out there and sign up. And if you don't want to sign up, you can, pull up your, you can pull it up on your phone right now. I give you full permission to pull up our royred.org, go to the website, and go to events, and click on Servant Saturday. You can sign up right there. Or you can go on the Realm app. You can do the same thing. But join with me. It's together. We are the hands, the feet, and the heart of Jesus See, that's high-potency living, and it is so amazing. I tell you what, after that day, I know those people are blessed, those people who need our help, but I'm just as blessed every single time I've done this. I'm always walking away feeling really blessed by that. So after service is over, sign up, please. Join me. Because, yes, being a high-potency follower of Jesus involves sacrifice, it involves sacrifice. Jesus says in Matthew 7, verse 12, he says, do to others what you would have them do to you. Today, we know that is the golden rule, right? Back when Jesus was teaching this, though, of course, it didn't exist. He was just teaching it. So they had something else called the code of Hammurabi. Hammurabi's code said, don't do to others what you don't want other people to do to you. Well, that works. That's a good rule. I don't want to do something to somebody that I wouldn't want them to do to me. That makes sense. But Jesus takes that and he turns it around with the golden rule. He says, don't just do, avoid doing something bad to somebody. Just because you're not doing something bad to somebody doesn't mean you shouldn't also look to do something good to somebody when you see them in need. So Jesus turns it around. He says, be proactive. Do to others what you would want them to do to you. In John 13, Jesus says this, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's high potency. So let me challenge you this week. Between now and next week, a couple of things to work on. First, number one, let me challenge you to use every day to love others the way that God has loved you. 
Okay? Look for opportunities to love other people, to step up and meet their needs, not just those people who are on your way, but even in your way. Second, follow Jesus' lead and be authentic with your words and actions. Again, you guys are sitting here, and my guess is you're sitting here thinking, yes, I am pro-Jesus, I am his follower, that's great, but let's put what we say up to what we do. And let me challenge you again, sign up for Servant Saturday. This is an easy day. You get a free breakfast. What a deal, right? Get a free breakfast, get to hang out with some other Christ followers. You get to bless some people. Join with me and and, and together, let's bless these people in this community. And that leads me to the third challenge. Do whatever it takes to help meet the needs of others. And yes, that means even offering your time as a sacrifice, maybe on a Saturday morning or whatever. But that's what it means to be a high-potency follower of Jesus. So I want you to you know, think through what we talked about today and, and put that to work. Because again, when you are able to live a high-potency life like that, not only does it make you a more credible witness to who Jesus is, but it also it can very well offer, uh, soften up a person's heart and open it up to who he is and what, what Jesus has done for them. And that's the goal. Right? That's the goal. That's, that's what this is all about. All right, let's pray. Would you pray with me, please? Father, thank you for meeting all of our needs through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to be just as quick to meet the needs of those around us, to be just as alert to those needs, those people who aren't just on our way, but maybe even in our way, that we might live a high-potency life. Empower us with your spirit, Lord, to do that. Bless this series and bless us through it that you would be glorified, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, amen.